what's interesting is especially younger people aren't noticing. Right. Just because no. before they didn't notice it was all men, right? No. So like, what's the difference? Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Focus Right Pro Podcast. This is a mostly bi-monthly show where we dive into the cutting edge technology behind today's professional audio products. My name is Dan Hughley, and I'm coming to you with the final episode recorded at the 2019 AES show in New York. I'm joined by Terry Winston, who is the executive director of an organization very close to my heart, the Women's Audio Mission. We're going to discuss combining music and technology, putting a new spin on the marketing of audio, recording Beyonce's band, and a whole lot more. All right, well, hello, Terry, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. No, I'm, I'm really glad that you uh, were able to have the time today to sit down with us uh, here at the AES show in New York. Um, how's the show been so far? It's just the first day so far. It's been a busy day, but it's been a fun day. And this is like a little oasis over here. I know, it is. It's a good thing they're testing like some bass samples over here. So we, every, all our listeners at home get to hear that. If, uh, if well, I they're can. getting the environment. They do. They, it's like they're here with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's busy. Your and booth is busy, but this is this nice little oasis. It's Yeah, yeah. Nobody's really bothering us over here, yeah. which is great. And I, like and I pulled the move that, that no one should do. And I bothered you before the show started today, but... Something I'm really excited about, and I think a lot of people here will be, is uh, you have a new logo. That's the first thing. Like, I'm, I was excited because I left my button in my desk like, like an idiot, but I knew you'd be here. Went over there, and uh, I'm really excited to get a new T-shirt. So, Yay. New T-shirts for everyone. Yes. Do you have those available online? We do have T-shirts available online. Everyone? We always have T-shirts available. Great. I hope people go online and buy those from you. Because I do, too. Or make a donation. Is it is it make a donation or buy them from you? We can buy. It's kind of a combined effort. <laughs> well, cool. Well, Terry, I, just to get a little bit about your background, what originally brought you to work with sound? Wow, that's a good one. You know, everyone just says I'm a music lover. Mm-hmm. I think that's partially mine. The other half of it was um, I was a musician, but I'm also an electrical engineer, and my father's an engineer, so I spent a lot of time in his lab. Mm-hmm. And... I loved um, all of the possibilities of technology, and he's, you know, there was also a lot of art and music around, so the combination of those two things were kind of, you know, sound is just kind of, audio engineering is just a natural combination of music and technology, it was just a really good way to kind of integrate all of my loves into one place, and, and it was a rare thing, you know, especially for girls not being raised in that environment, but for me it was really influential to be kind of in this fantastical technology environment with him all the time. So uh, were you more of a, a digital engineer or a uh, analog engineer when you started? Oh, out? I, there was no digital. There was no said. digital. When I was in college for electrical engineering, um, first of all, there were no personal computers. Oh, wow. I'm dating myself. Yeah, Second I, of all, the computer was the size of a building. It was the size of an entire college building wow. was the computer, wow. the supercomputer. And you had your little terminal with the punch cards. It was fun. And now our phones do way more than that ever did. The phone, yeah, way Surprising. more. Or, or our watches somehow. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say your coffee maker. Well, what kind of challenges did you face first starting out uh, when you were working with music? I think the challenge is I actually was really lucky. I think because I was raised in an environment around technology and I was the only woman in it. I didn't really notice that because I was so used to it. Yeah. Um, but I started out as a musician, so I think for me the, the challenge was translating music into, you know, how do I get it into this format in a way that I liked? And that's partially why I got into engineering was like, I want to make this sound the way I 
wanted to. And I think you'll hear that a lot from musicians probably like, oh, I got into engineering because I couldn't quite get, I couldn't talk to the person to tell them how I wanted it. So if I could do it myself, and that was, that's how I got into it. And having like this engineering background, like electrical engineering side, I could easily see like, oh, that's what that piece of gear is doing. I can do that, so yeah. th this is cool. I can make this happen. So the challenge was then, yeah, getting into, I was welcomed into that environment as an artist. I wasn't necessarily welcomed into that environment as an engineer, but it worked for me because of the people I was working with, like Lenny Kay from the Patty Smith Group was like very much cool. like, hey, I want you here. So I, I was lucky, I'm not sure that was true of everybody, but for me I was very lucky that I could get into it from that angle. I think a lot of what we do is luck uh, these days, and, and it seems like more. some groups might have more luck than others, and you probably took the challenges that you faced, like you did get lucky with that, that one group that wanted you there, but then were there some obstacles that you had to face later on? And, and I'm, I'm assuming that's probably where Wham! came from, is some early yeah. challenges. Well, I'm challenged every day. Today, I'm cha you're challenged probably here too. This environment's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I noticed it. I actually didn't notice it for myself till I started teaching. So that's when I realized, oh my, there's no women in this. Yeah. And I'm ashamed. I was really ashamed to be the one to be like, I can't believe I didn't notice this for this long. Yeah. But then when somebody asked me, I was like, oh, why? Yeah, why is that? I don't know why that is. So I don't. I didn't personally have like really any really horrible horror stories, but it's more of the statistics of it. Yeah. Like when I started to examine just how few, and then I realized, oh my God, I know all the women engineers, there's only like six. Wow. You know, then I was like, this is weird, this is weird. And then I'm like at AES, I look at it differently. Like, yeah. wow, there's no women here. Yeah. So it I mean, that's what led to Wham is like answering, basically answering the, the questions of these young women, like I, I didn't have an answer, so I wanted to find it. I don't necessarily have, I don't have the answer as to why it's this way, but I have the answer of how to fix it. Yeah. That's a, that's what we focus on is let's fix it. You're doing something about it. You're not just going, wow, this is weird. You're, not, you're yeah. actually doing something We're about it. We're not going to just, we don't keep talking about it. Like that's why I don't like to do panels on it. Yeah. Like let's talk about how there's no women. It's like, yeah, we've had these panels since the 80s. Like yeah. let's, let's actually do something about it. That leads me into something that I, I wanted to, um, to ask. Is there a time when it's going to be Instead of a panel on women engineers, when's it just going to be engineers and it happens to be women and men and everything like that? Does that does that make sense? The yeah, no, I asking? think that's a really a perfectly valid question. A lot of people have asked me that, like Terry, when you do a panel, why do you put all women on it? Yeah. And, and historically, it's been just a numbers game. Right. Like, okay, if that's the only panel I'm going to get, I'm going to get uh, exposure for five women instead of just one. Right. So that was been my answer, straight up. Like, I just need to exposure. It's become now where um, the panels, even if there are all women on it, they're packed. We, the yeah. one I just this morning sold out, packed, everyone's in there. And I think what's interesting is especially younger people aren't noticing. Right. Just because no. before they didn't notice it was all men, right? No. So like, what's the difference? It's all women. Right. And no one's noticing. And then these women on the panel have these fans now and mm -hmm. it's men and women. It's yeah. not, you know, and it's, you know, gender non-conforming people. It's just, it's everybody and I think that's, I also just had this weird conversation. I've had a couple where someone was saying, oh, I think, are, are you going to come to my panel? Oh, there's all men on And then they're like, oh, wait, no, there's not. And they're, they're, they're not recognizing, which is good. Mm -hmm. But it was like, people like Susan Rogers, they're like, oh, wait, Susan's on my panel. I said, actually, I really like that you're thinking of her as the panelist and you're not singling her out as the woman. So right. I think Susan, of all people, would be like excited that you forgot that yeah. she was a woman. 
I mean, I'm, I'm really glad that uh, touches on something we talked about this morning is the new generation isn't going to notice, just like you pointed out that people are starting to not notice. And, and that's the way it should it's be. That's the way it should be. They shouldn't and, notice. No. It shouldn't be a big deal. And to me, it's just like, I want to get exposure to people that aren't getting exposure. To me, it's crazy that you have, you know, we did a conference in Nashville and, and it's like, we have somebody that's like, engineered for Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. and um, you know all of the Grammy-winning albums for the year, like Casey Musgraves, and yeah. nobody knows who she is. Yeah. And I'm like, she's as big as, I'm yeah. a, you know, any pick any dude, producer, engineer, she's as big as, and nobody knows who she is. Yeah. That's crazy to me. So my thing is like, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to get her in front of as many people as possible because she's such a badass. Yeah, and I, I mean, thinking off the top of my head, you know, um, going back, there's like one producer that's a woman that's made it and has a big name for herself that I can that I can off the, sadly off the top of my head that, right and and that's not how it should be and um, it's not really it, I don't, it's we shouldn't get into that place like that's your fault that you don't know we have to collectively go why doesn't that person get ex why aren't they all getting exposure like the panel this yeah. morning I think it's illuminating for them to be like whoa these are they're working with huge artists this right. is you know right. this is Bjork this right. is Kanye this is you know and these are they see them and they're like I don't care if that's who that is. I yeah. want to meet that. You yeah. know? It's just that. It's exposure. It's like kind of just putting a new spin on the marketing of audio. Like, hey, why aren't we? This is cool. Yeah. You know, it like, is. and I think people and start to take notice of that in a way that's interesting. One thing, um, I'm, I'm going to backtrack after this, but um, one thing that I noticed uh, when, when you have your events, you're 100% all inclusive. Um, you list out everybody that can be there, and it's basically everybody, which which I love. I admire that. That absolutely everybody's welcome at a women's audio mission and event. Um, though it is, you know, you're focused on on leveling that playing field, which that's work you shouldn't have had to do. Um, it should have, it should have always been there, but. It is you know, what it is. It is what it is, and we're moving forward from this. Yeah. And, and you're doing something about it, like I said before. But um, to backtrack a little bit, uh, where and when did you start the Women's Audio Mission? We started in 2003 mm -hmm. in San Francisco. It, it started at City College of San Francisco. I was a professor there, and um, it really was just supposed to be a club. Oh, yeah? So it was like a club of my students that were trying to, they wanted to know why there weren't that many women, but it uh, it was like maybe 12 women in my classes. And then uh, the enrollment, I got the enrollment up over 53%. And that was a new, like nobody had that high of a percentage in their classes. Yeah. And so it, Women's Audio Mission was like, how, what are the best practices of, how, how can we bring this to all the schools? And you know, of course it's a simple thing, but it snowballed into then becoming like this bigger, more national thing, but it didn't start that way. It was more supposed to be a club, and then boom, it was like, we did AES one, the first year. I thought, oh, that'll be fun. I'll just bring my 12 students, and we'll have our little, like, Beverly Hillbillies booth there. <laughs> we had dragged chairs in. This is in San Francisco. Sure. And um, we had fun, but it was really interesting that we, just by us being there, we had maybe, like, $10,000 of audio gear donated just, just by being there. Like, wow. manufacturers were like, we want you to do, let's what, what does it take for you to do this? If we give you this stuff, would you build a little studio? I'm like, yeah, let's, this is cool. But I, we didn't sign up for that. I right. didn't, and then it just like took off like gangbusters. So it's, um, we kind of just hit a nerve, you know, and it was, um, but San Francisco is a good city and, and supported us in that. And it was from the beginning, really fast moving. 
that, I, that's great. And, and San Francisco seems like it's probably the right place to do that. You're probably the right place in the right time. It was the right place. The city's really supportive. I, we, I, I love the city of San Francisco for being taking that risk on us. They took a risk. Yeah. We had nothing, and they were just yeah. like, okay, well, look, we're going to support you. Sure. So, uh, what were you teaching back then? Recording arts. Recording arts. I created the program there, so it's kind of a offshoot of that. Yeah, and, and you're still... Um, Part of the women's audio mission is an educational side. Um, oh yeah, that's want, huge. And uh, talk a little bit about that. That's uh, that's your. You have a facility in Oakland, is that right? Or yes. I... Yeah, we have two studios in San Francisco and one in Oakland. That's more of a training lab, but we're training about um, fifteen hundred middle school girls every year, and then about five hundred adults. Um, so it's we're hoping to approach 3,000 every year total. Oh, wow. That's Maybe end of 2020. Because um, we also have a satellite location in San Jose that we're trying out. Intel made an investment to try that down there. Oh, great. Um, and then, of course, we're doing these conferences. It's our fourth conference this year, so it's about 700 women in the year that are going to kind of experience WAM for the first time, so and that's fun. Are you talking about WAMCon? WAMCon. WAMCon, and that's uh, Friday and Saturday, is that correct? Friday night, Saturday night, and all day Sunday. Okay, well, it's going to be too late by the time this airs, so sorry guys, you missed it. You uh, missed it, snoozy loose. But guess what, there's going to be another one. So. There is going to be another one, but I'm not sure what the location is next year. Okay. TBD. TBD. Uh, well, how about, um, I know you just mentioned that you have two studios in the Bay Area. Uh, one of those is still kind of new construction, right? Just, we just buttoned up the construction and the wiring's almost done, the console's in. Nice. It's really close. And so to go from your first AES that you were talking about where you had gear donated, how, how has that been the same thing for this new facility as well? All the gear in our facility is donated. All of your gear. And I, I did notice... Including Focusrite. I, I wasn't even trying to go there, but thank you, yes. Um, no, we that's huge for us. That's how the whole thing runs. We don't have any money. No. Like, <laughs> I think that's the myth is people think they have this studio, they must have money. It's like, we have no yeah. money. Yeah. You, Everyone helps us. Everything's a donation, right? Even yeah. the space itself? The space, not, the space, well, if you look, we had to raise money. Okay. But yeah, we don't have the money. We raised two million dollars for that space. Oh, that's amazing. We own it. Um, now, do you do that through like the WAMCon and things like that, and donations? Uh, mostly, we write a lot of grants. We write about fifteen hundred pages in grants every year. Mm. <laughs> How do you have time for all of that? That's why we're all crazy. <laughs> we. That's why. Yeah. There's. Yeah. That's why the studio takes so long to wire at this point because yeah. I'm probably the last person on earth that knows how to do EDAC. Elko connectors, and nope. I have to train people then. Yeah. But it's all women that are wiring it. I, I train it. them, and then they wire it, but then it's, you know, I have to train them. And yeah, that takes them. time. And Those things are hard. Elko, mm -hmm. EDAC, man, that thing, your hand is killing me by the end. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> you know, going back, uh, we were talking about a previous employer of mine at a studio, and in his studio, the other engineer had to wire those up, and I was so happy that it was him and not me. Uh, I was really, I don't like to have other people do things that I don't like to do because it's mean. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, <laughs> you guys, I'm going to have to train you on how to do this, but I hate these. And they're like, but they're into it. I don't know why. They were kind of, except that it hurts your hand, but they were yeah. like, it hurts everybody's hand, not just girls' hands. Yeah. No. no <laughs> yeah. No, I, they're I, hardcore. I have very soft hands. It, Everything it, hurts my hands. No, it's like, anyway. <laughs> uh, 
So you, you mentioned before we started recording, you had, um, uh, was it Beyonce's band that you mm -hmm. recorded very recently? Uh, how did that go? That was fun. It was fast paced, but yeah, we had all of Beyonce's original touring band. That's really cool. Plus, Kat Dyson, who was Prince's guitar player in Prince and the Revolution. Oh. So it was like, Tia Fuller just won a Grammy. Yeah. I mean, we had like the most badass music. They were so good. Like, like the kind of, like, first takes, no punching. Wow. wow. The whole time. That's amazing. I don't think I punched, we didn't punch anybody in, maybe one thing like at the end and it was purely aesthetic. Yeah. No, zero, zero, zero mistakes were made. That's, That's amazing. That's a first for, like, I don't, I can't remember a session like that, but first takes all the way through. That's how good they are. And it, they're crazy making stuff up on the spot and then they just nail it. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine a session going that well. Have you I, had, I've never had one like that. I don't know if I've ever had one like that, to be honest. Recording intros for podcasts give me more trouble than that. No, I, they were like, they were so crazy good and they were so fun to record because they're just fast. And, yeah. they, and they weren't like tripping on like... Like we were talking earlier, microphone placement or any of that stuff. They just wanted to get it in the can really fast. And yeah. they worked so well together. It was just nice. They all, they're just very collaborative, nice to each other. It was really a, a great uh, thing. Now, when you do things like that, is this you giving back or is this um, is your studio for rent? Oh, we're commercial. Yeah, we, it's for, yeah. that's. I mean, a, that's how you pay your rent, Yeah, right? that's a revenue stream for us. And we're booked. That's why we opened a second studio because we're booked solid, which that's is great. And we just were like... No, we're getting everybody from, you know, like I said, Beyonce's band to National Geographic to podcasts like Pod Save America and, you oh. know, just like, you know, Nico Case doing Song Exploder they did there. And Song Exploder's awesome. I love it when he comes. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Toon Yards has been there mm -hmm. and Toro Imoa has been there, Kronos Quartet. So we love that. No, it's, oh, wow. Yeah, we've had a lot of great people that they kind of see it as a... Not, they figure, well, I'm going to record anyway, This is and this is a cool thing, so why yeah. wouldn't I record? Like, I can remember talking to Chaz from Taro Yamani. He's like, why wouldn't I do this? Yeah. I'm going to record anyway, so this is cool. I want to do it. Let's do it. And yeah, and, and you have great engineers. They're and great, yeah. And so once I think, there's sometimes the mistake that, be, I don't know what it is. Sometimes I think, I think because we train so many people that they confuse our engineers and think they're students, and it's like, no, they're they're not. No, they're, they're working seasoned, engineers. They're seasoned, and they've yeah. been doing this for years, and they're total badasses. And um, yeah, we have students that are interns, but mm -hmm. they're not doing the sessions. And we're, I mean, it's, I think we're super deep now into audiobooks, like every publisher, I think yeah. they've, they're like, love to work with us because we just kind of nailed that. Yeah. And so they're like, they talk to each other and send, uh, send them other clients to us. So that's been fun. So pretty big book projects and a lot of great music. So it's been, and then we do have some grant funded local artists that are really amazing that we get to work with. And, and it's nice to see how that kind of influences the culture in San Francisco because our artists end up as in like the top 10 lists on of San Francisco, best artists of San Francisco. And it'll be like half of the artists that we recorded. So it's it's been fun to like see like, oh, oh, we can influence this. This is nice. Sure. And then it goes from, you know, that artist is an influencer. Where do you record? Yes. And then the then word of mouth gets them right back. Um, yeah. Or and then they end up like on Meryl, on Toon Yard's podcast. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, I just heard, you know, um, Shoti Ma, at, yeah. and, and I saw you did a concert with Shoti. I said, well, we just did a record. Yeah. And she's like, oh, can we play it on my radio show? Yeah. So it's like a cool wow. thing. That's really cool. It's um, fun. 
that must be amazing just to have all of that talent coming through like that and being able to support uh, as many people as you're supporting um, and, and get so much work done as well. Like you, you just mentioned that some of the students that you have are interns that, you know, you're, you're continually bringing people up and educating and, and I, I still don't know how you have the time for all of this. It's fun. That's the most fun thing is when you get somebody a job. Are you kidding? That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. I think we just uh, placed two interns with um, Dark Child. Wow. So that's, have, you know, that's, so there's male producers that are reaching yeah. out, which is really, yeah. I'm loving that whole concept that they're getting. Like, this is a cool thing. Dan Wilson is another one that's like, hey, I want to I wanna take one of your interns. So, yeah, they're getting, like, great experiences and like Dolby's a big they mm -hmm. do a whole day with our interns like training them on their campus and then Meyer wow. Sound does that for us and um, like we have them uh, shadowing the folks at Hamilton mm -hmm. Broadway show we had Outside Lands at the concerts they're doing like shadowing Childish Gambino's engineers I mean they just they get some really cool but we also have people that are offering up those experiences so it's just like a connect to me it's like a cool thing if Meyer Sound calls up and said hey we want to like Post your interns today. Yeah. I'm like, yay! Yeah, let's, well, who's gonna say no to that? Like, sure, sure let's send them over. No, yeah. and then Helen Meyer walks out. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the best experience ever. Like, you know. I did want to get into some more of the um, the the specifics of your studio. Uh, what are, what are you recording through? Do you have like a traditional analog console? Do you have a something else? We do have analog consoles because we teach on them. Okay. But of course, we have all of the and we have our Focusrite Red for preets so that's a, what's cool about that i'm not doing an advertisement <laughs> but i just no it's cool because if then we don't we can be agnostic mm -hmm. on which daw we're going to use yeah. you know and but, that's what's really great because we do use pro tools but we also use ableton really heavily heavily to so switching back and forth like really fast in yeah. a room yeah like is this an ableton day or is it a pro tools day we don't know and it doesn't matter you no can and just, it doesn't it, switch it i really do like that about that box and and it does have a lot of features in it um, and I'm glad you're using it like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a cool thing for us. And also, we have it on, it's mobile. Yeah. So I love that we can, and we needed to do that, like I said, because we we're still wiring up that room. Yep. But um, no, and I just, it's so fun for me to walk in and see that, like an intern wheeled it into the other room so that they could sit there and, and re they were recording themselves and using Ableton. And I was like, oh, that's not, they're, that's not how I was thinking this was going to use, but cool. <laughs> yeah. That's another I love way it. to do it. I love it. Yeah, I think I got a picture of that mobile cart someone sent me at one That's point. The, they're on that. That yeah. thing's moving around. That's good. I keep going. I was like, "Where's? why is it out here? Just to draw a parallel here, like when I started in our U.S. office, I want to say we had two women in the office. And since then, the balance has changed. And, and it's only been three years that I've been there. And, that, and that's something that has made me happy. Like, we're reaching out. <laughs> But yeah. that's also you. You're reaching out. We're reaching out. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. And uh, we and we need to reach out to you a little bit more on that. Is is something that I'm realizing when we have opportunities, I need to send those over to you send because them over. you're gonna flood us with you're gonna yeah. flood us with uh, with resumes and applications. Well, I might not flood you, but I definitely would give you a handful. You have the talent. So yeah, there's it's it's, it's talent waiting waiting to be, be employed. Fun. So. Yeah, in the future when we have stuff, I'm. I'm well, you're also in the UK, so there is that's is a slight deterrent, but we, you know. We do have opportunities in the US in oh, Los Angeles uh, every now and then. We have a small office uh, right next to LAX, um, ah. and we have. We well, have, you know, we're trying to open a location in LA. That's our next move. So nice. I think that's going to be great. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can talk about that. And then, maybe we can help you out some more. That would be fun. 
Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? Anything you want to plug? Any? Uh, you should definitely give us your URL and any and talk about anything else you want to talk about. I think we already talked about WAMCON is our next thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's womensaudioemission.org. Mm -hmm. Come visit, and of course we're on social everywhere. So visit us on social. That's a way to support. Yeah. People and buy go, a, yeah, buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. Please buy a t-shirt. I went get, and got one. And and become an ally. You can come. You can become a people. Ask how we can support. Become an ally on the website, and then we stay in touch. Good. You know what's happening. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. I know you're very busy. Um, so are you. But thanks for having me. No, it's thank, fun. thank you, Terry. I appreciate you being here, and uh, we'll talk again soon. And thanks for everything. Thanks for your support. Thanks we'll, to everybody at Focus Right. We'll keep supporting you because we believe in what you're doing. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. You are too. All right. Bye, Bye now. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Focus Right Pro podcast. This mostly bi-monthly podcast is produced and hosted by me, Dan Hughley, for Focus Right. Music is by Merlin. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join our conversation on social media at Focus Right Pro. For more information, please visit our website at www.pro.focusright.com. I'll just bring my 12 students and we'll have our little like Beverly Hillbillies booth.